0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 241 of the Running Rogue podcast. This is your host, Chris McClung, and I'm excited to talk to you today about a topic that's come up a couple of times in my recent coaching conversations. We're going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of cross-training, the if and when and how to use it if that's something that you need to supplement your run training. So we'll get to that in just a second. Before we get there, a couple of things. First of all, I wanted to address why you didn't see an episode come through last week. Unfortunately, even though I'm fully vaccinated, I would tested positive for COVID-19 last Tuesday and have been dealing with a breakthrough COVID infection over the last week. So I wanted to quickly talk about my case. I did receive... Two doses of the Pfizer vaccine back in March and April, and I had a subsequent test in May to confirm that I had the antibodies from the vaccine. So I know the vaccine worked for me, but unfortunately for some of us, as we know, the efficacy of the vaccine isn't 100%, and so some of us will still have these breakthrough infections like I have. The hope then, of course, is that the, the cases are relatively mild in those situations. And so far, for me, that has been my experience. I've had I had three or four days of sort of low-grade fever in the 99.X range with symptoms similar to what you might have for, for a sinus infection, some sinus congestion, and some sinus pressure over those first initial days. And since that point, Over the last few days, I've seen steady improvement in those symptoms, and yesterday was the first day where I felt pretty close to normal again, so I'm hopeful that the worst of the case is behind me, but it has been frustrating to be dealing with this, especially as someone who's been very, very careful over the last 18 months. But I just wanted to talk about a couple of things. First, to those that have been vaccinated, I think, you you can rest easy still yes there are some of us that will still get infections like i have but for the most part those infections will be mild and you are protected from the vaccine from from by the vaccine from the worst potential outcomes in hospitalization and death and so for me yes while it's frustrating i'm i'm actually really really glad i got the vaccine cuz it's meant a relatively mild case so far and i should come through this pretty soon. And so that's all, to me, reinforcement that the vaccine is in fact important for all of us. And so for those that are vaccinated, I again say take heart and be happy that you got the vaccine to protect yourself. And hopefully that will mean that you don't get a case like I have, but if you do, that it will be a mild one. And for those that are unvaccinated who might use this or point to this as a sign that you shouldn't get vaccinated then i would say please please do go get vaccinated because as i said i think this is something that has protected me from the worst of symptoms and has resulted in a relatively mild case in my case and so again i'm thankful that i have the vaccine it is annoying it is frustrating and it certainly wasn't fun to have the symptoms that i had for those three or four days but it uh again was relatively mild and i and and I am hopeful that I am coming through it now. Okay, secondly, before we start talking about cross-training, I wanted to give a shout out to my longtime partner, Care They're sponsoring this episode as my vitamin and supplement partner. And I'll be talking a little bit about them and giving you an offer code mid-episode. So stay tuned for that. Alright, let's jump in. Let's talk about cross-training. Cross training. I get questions about this often, about how to incorporate cross-training into your training, and this has come up in a couple of situations with athletes that I coach recently, and so I wanted to do an entire episode on it. We won't need a lot of time. I think it's something I can cover within about 30 minutes or so, so this will be a pretty short and sweet episode, but it'll give you all of the the do's and don'ts of cross-training and where and how it fits, if it fits, into your training. So let's talk about it. First of all, in talking about it, I wanted to define it because I get a lot of people with varying definitions of cross-training. And I think depending on your primary sport, cross-training can look a little bit different. And in the case of running, however, I give it a very, very narrow definition in terms of what is cross-training. So we're going to first define it, at least in terms of how I use it for the sake of run training. So cross-training in the case of run training, I believe, is alternative, low-impact, low-intensity aerobic work. So alternative, low-impact, low-intensity aerobic work. What does that mean? That means it's another activity, not running, that you would do that would stimulate your aerobic system without adding the impact of the pounding and running and without adding intensity of a workout. So that's how I define cross-training in the running context. Low impact, low intensity aerobic work. So then the next question is, well, what does that mean? What are examples of that? Examples of that would be swimming, cycling, doing the elliptical, aqua jogging potentially, walking even if it's a brisk walk in some cases, can be cross-training. Those are the best examples of cross-training in our world. What is not cross-training? Again, for the sake of the training that I'm talking about and how I define cross-training, what is not cross-training? Anything that's not aerobic or anything that might be too intense. So, for example, yoga is not cross-training. Yoga is not typically an aerobic activity. Yoga could be a great supplemental tool that you use for your training. I'm not saying you shouldn't do yoga. I'm just saying when I talk about cross-training, yoga is not in that bucket of work. Yoga, to me, would fall into a bucket of work that I would call supplemental training. That's additional things that you do to support your running, not to replace your running. And so what would be included in that category of supplemental work, which would be an entirely different podcast discussion That would be things like yoga, that would be things like strength training, that would be anything that you're doing to support your running, to supplement your running that is not aerobic. So now that we have our definition, again, cross training is low impact, low intensity, aerobic work that would replace the aerobic work that you are provided when you run. Again, Supplemental training is different. That would be yoga, strength training, anything else, any other work that you're doing to supplement your running training that is not aerobic. So now that we have that defined, let's talk about putting it to work. And again, just as a reminder, the modalities that I'm talking about when I talk about cross training would be biking, swimming, aqua jogging, elliptical, could be walking, hiking, anything that's low impact, low intensity. Okay, so now that we have it defined, let's go through the do's and then the don'ts of cross-training. So how do you use it? And then what are some things to avoid when you do it? So the do's and don'ts of cross-training. We'll start with the do's. So the first do would be, do you use it, but only if you have a reason to use it. You should know why, exactly why you're using it in order to effectively incorporate that into your training. So just to underscore, and as you guys know, this is a running podcast, I firmly believe in running mileage and that if you're going to reach your optimal self, then you're going to be able to, over time, increase your mileage load. Some of us need to supplement the aerobic work provided by running with the aerobic work provided by cross-training and do so for specific reasons, but I wanna emphasize that your first goal, your primary goal, is to optimize your time on your feet as a runner first. That's gonna be the biggest bang for your buck. Now, I'll give you reasons in just a second that would justify incorporating cross-training into your program, but your first do, your first job, is to make sure that you're optimizing the running portion of your training, and that you're incorporating as much running as you can in the current situation while still staying injury free. So you wanna optimize your run time first. So for most of us, that's gonna be five to six days a week of running, balancing appropriately your stress and rest days so that you do workouts, but you also have that balance with recovery where 80% plus of your running is done at easy efforts. All of the things that I normally talk about, you want to optimize first. And then, if for some reason you can't do that or you would like to then add to it, then that's where cross-training can come into play. So the second do is do have a reason for cross-training and make sure you know exactly how it fits for you. So what are some of those reasons? The first is if you are injury prone and you need to supplement your aerobic running with other aerobic work, then that is a time and a place for cross training. Now I want to be careful about this part of the conversation because I think there are some people that would say, that would automatically say all of us, many, maybe all of us would say, well, I'm injury prone because yes, if You're running and you're pushing yourself and you're riding that edge as a runner, then most of us at some time will get injured. And I also have a lot of people come to me and say, Well, I can't run more than three days a week or I'll get injured. Typically, in those situations, that's because they're not balancing their stress and rest days appropriately, and actually adding more easy days for that person will actually help make them more resilient as a runner and therefore. More injury free. So, when I say add aerobic cross training, if you're injury prone, I am specifically referring to case, a case where you have optimized the running side, you're honest about balancing stress and rest and running easy at the right times. So, you're actually doing all those things right on the running side, and yet you're still struggling with injury or perhaps you have some underlying condition that might be causing injury. Could be bone density, for example, for some folks that might be causing bone stress injuries. And so in the case of that situation where you've optimized your running, you're balancing stress and rest appropriately, if you look yourself in the eye and and in the mirror, you're honest with yourself about am I optimizing running appropriately and or maybe you have an underlying condition that's a situation where you can supplement or replace some of those running days with easy aerobic cross training in order to limit the impact on your body and prevent injury. So if you're injury prone, again in the case where you've optimized the stress rest balance appropriately, then that is a time and place where you could replace some of those run days with aerobic cross training. How do you do that? I like to start with the recovery days because the primary purpose of those recovery days is to create movement in order to create blood flow, which promotes healing. So those are good, easier days to replace with aerobic cross-training if you might be an injury-prone athlete because you can still create movement and blood flow with cross-training on those easy recovery days. And in those cases you would simply replace that time with equivalent time cross training. So if you are typically doing a 45 minute recovery run, then you can replace that with 45 minutes of other aerobic cross training. That is a one for one type situation from a time perspective. Now it gets a little bit different. There's more nuance if you're trying to replace other runs with cross training. But in the case of recovery runs, I like to replace those one for one with time. So that's one do or one situation where you would replace potentially some of your runs with cross training is if you have some underlying issues that are causing you to be injury prone and by deloading or offloading some of those days you could, you could stay healthy, then that's a reason to do it. Another time would be if you're coming back from injury, and I've talked about this on a prior episode with Sasha Gaulish, that you can incorporate cross-training in order to start to build the aerobic side of your system before your body is ready for the full, full load of running. And so you can build back your aerobic stimulus with cross-training as you return to running. So that's another situation where you can replace days running with cross-training days is in the case of, of coming back from injury. And I would highly recommend episode 144 where I talked with Sasha about that and she talked in particular about in that episode about how she balanced coming back from an ankle and foot injury to return to running by basically shifting the mix of cross-training over time. The third reason you might, where you might incorporate cross-training is if you're trying to actually add days, running days, to your schedule. And if you're worried about that, you can start by incorporating aerobic cross-training first before you turn those days into running days. So this could be for that person who might be running three days a week or four days a week or even five days a week and looking to add to that, then you can... Before you add uh, a running day, actually add an aerobic cross-training day for several weeks first so that you get the aerobic stimulus, you you start to add some stress that that entails to your body, you begin to adjust to that additional workload before you actually add the impact. So if you're running four days a week and you want to add a fifth day, then add a fifth day, but make it initially aerobic cross-training swimming, cycling, elliptical, whatever it may be, so that you add the stress to your body without the full impact. And then once you feel good about that, once that's incorporated, you can then flip that day from a cross-training day to a running day. And so you then went from four days of running to four days of running, plus a cross-training day for three or four weeks, and then after those three or four weeks you flip that to a fifth day of running and then if you want to go to six you can kind of build from there that way using the aerobic cross training kind of as that bridge to get you there and then the last reason why you might incorporate aerobic cross training is if you're a multi-sport athlete i have plenty of triathletes that I've coached through the years that obviously need to keep working on their biking and running. And so if you're going to incorporate all those things, it's impossible to run 6 days a week and train like you need to to be a triathlete. And so oftentimes in those situations I'm going to have those athletes run 3 or 4 days and then do another two to three bike sessions and then another one to two swim sessions depending on what their goals might be and so in that situation obviously aerobic cross training makes sense because in in that case it's actually not cross training for them they're actually training training because their sport is a multi-sport event which requires dedicated training on those other disciplines and then the last reason i'll give you that some people might permanently incorporate cross training is simply because they enjoy other activities more than running perhaps and don't want to lose connection to that So for some people in order to stay mentally engaged, they need the balance of activity. They need the variety of activities incorporated into their routine. And so in those cases, they're adding the swimming, the biking, the elliptical, the other elements just because that helps keep them mentally engaged. Maybe they don't like the running as much, but they like some of the other activities. And so building those in keeps them mentally happy and fresh so that when they are doing their running then they can really focus there. So that's another reason I see. But all this to say is that for those that are optimizing their running and they're staying perfectly healthy, then you don't necessarily need to incorporate cross training. If you can run six days a week with another off day and that keeps you happy and healthy, then keep doing that. You don't necessarily have to add aerobic cross training. But if you are going to add aerobic cross-training, then the reasons I mentioned are some of the reasons why that would make sense. One, if you're injury prone. Two, if you're coming back from injury. Three, if you're trying to build your workout days as a way to transition to more running days. Four, if you're a multi-sport athlete. And then five, finally, if you simply need that variety for mental engagement to keep you mentally focused on your training and happy. And, and then therefore healthy as you build. So those are the reasons why you might be doing aerobic cross-training. The final do that we'll talk about before we talk about some of the don'ts is that I do want to make sure that when you're cross-training, that you're maintaining the purpose of it. So that's low impact, low intensity, aerobic work. And I'm underlining that word aerobic. And in order for something to be aerobic, then you need the heart rate to get up a little bit. Now, on the other side, we'll talk about one of the don'ts is don't get it too high. But you want to make sure that it's still aerobic. And for most of us, in order for something to be aerobic, then we need to to be north of 110 to 115 beats per minute. And I'll talk in a second about the upper end of that range. But you want to make sure that your heart is pumping lightly so that you are actually getting the benefits of the work that you're doing. Sometimes in some of those alternative activities, that can be hard to do. And so you just want to make sure that it's an easy but honest effort so that you are getting the benefits of the cross-training from an aerobic standpoint. So that's our final do. Okay, before we talk about the don'ts of cross-training, I wanted to talk about my partner for the episode, Care Of. They are my vitamin supplement company. They give me my daily vitamin packs, which includes vitamin D, ashwagandha, fish oil for heart health. That helps me stay on track with my daily supplement routine. You can check them out by going to TakeCareOf.com. Take their online quiz, and that will give you, based on your goals, recommendations for things to include in your daily vitamin and supplement packs. You can then review the research, review the ingredients of what's provided and suggested and then build those supplement packs to fit your needs and goals based on what you are comfortable with putting in your body based on the research. I love it because they're very transparent about their research and the ingredients that are included in everything plus they're sourcing very clean ingredients so you can trust what you're putting in your body. They help me stay on my routine with my vitamin supplements and they can help you as well. If you're interested, you can go to takecareof.com, take the quiz and then use the offer code ROGUE50 for 50% off your first order. So again, check it out at takecareof.com. Use the code ROGUE50, that's rogue U E five zero for 50% off your first order. I love them. Again, I think you will too. Okay, let's switch back and talk about the don'ts of cross-training. And I've got three of these. Let's talk about the first one. And I think this is particularly important. You cannot, absolutely cannot, make cross-training another workout. Now, certainly if you're in a place where you're coming back from injury and you're not yet doing running workouts and you're trying to replace those workouts with cross-training oriented workouts, that might have its place when we're talking about supplemental activity, low impact, low intensity, aerobic work outside of your running, you have to make sure that it doesn't impede on your running workouts by making it too hard. And I think this is particularly a challenge when you're talking about certain modalities of cross training. For example, I know a lot of people love to get on the spin bike and do spin-related workouts, whether that be on the Peloton, or whether that be in a spin studio like SoulCycle, all of those are great workouts. But in the case of what we're talking about right now, those are not cross-training opportunities for running because the intensity is too high. And so you're actually adding workouts to the equation instead of supplementing your running with low-impact, low-intensity workouts. So do not, absolutely do not, make your cross training workouts replacements for your running workouts or supplementing your running workouts so that you then push yourself over the edge to the point where you're not getting the overall benefits of the total program so do not go too hard do not do those crazy dance on your bike spin classes for the purposes of cross training those are those are great classes i've done some myself Peloton can be a great tool, but you have to make sure that it fits within the context of what you're trying to do from a cross-training perspective. And if you go too much or too hard, then you've suddenly crossed over a boundary and you're doing something else. You're no longer cross-training. You're actually doing another fitness-oriented workout, which is not necessarily going to support your overall running goals. So you have to be very, very careful about going too hard. And so that's Where you could also potentially watch that heart rate level and you want to make sure that your heart rate stays uh, high enough to be aerobic, as I said, above the 110 to 115 range. But low enough so that you don't start to move into higher aerobic fine tuning. So it should probably stay lower than 140 for most of us in order to stay in the right low intensity zone to get the benefits of your of your cross-training. So do not do too much. Do not go too hard. Do not do one of those crazy intense spin workouts as you're cross-training because suddenly you flipped over into doing something else. Again, those are great workouts and those can serve a purpose in another world where you might be trying to get generally more fit, but they do not necessarily fit into an overall running program. So that's your first don't. Don't make it too intense. The other don't here is don't forget the purpose of what we're trying to accomplish. This is a related point. But you want to make sure that whatever you're doing from a cross-training perspective matches the purpose of the day that you're trying to replace. So if you're trying to replace a recovery running day with cross-training, then that cross-training modality, whatever you choose, should follow the same purpose of that recovery run. It should be, again, low impact, low intensity, but also at an effort that would be similar to what you might experience on a recovery run. If you're trying to replace a longer effort for whatever reason, then you want to make sure, again, That the purpose of that cross training matches the purpose of the running day that you're trying to replace. So don't forget that point because once you start going outside the boundaries of that purpose, then things start to fall apart. Then it's not all fitting together the way you would want to support your primary goal, which is the running. So don't forget the purpose of the day as you get out there and do your cross training activities. Last don't, which is a sort of overarching don't forget the purpose point, which is don't forget that running is your primary goal. I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, then that's your goal. You're, you're not listening to me to figure out how to become a better general fitness person or maybe a better general athlete. You're listening to me to try to become your best running self. And if that's true, then running should be the center of the work that you do. It's okay if it's not, because you've chosen another purpose that's and another goal. That's totally fine. I'm not knocking anyone who has made other choices. I'm just saying that if you've chosen to make running primary th- your primary activity and your goals primarily running related, and you're trying to find the best version of your running self, if that's you, and you're listening to me for those reasons, then don't forget that running is still the center of what you do. We can use cross training as a tool to potentially replace some of those running miles for the purposes that I described earlier, but those other activities should never become the focal point and should never take away or distract or somehow potentially get in the way of that primary running work. So if you do a cross training workout, that is too intense so that then the next day you can't go and do your running workout in the way that you need to be able to then we have a problem your cross training has compromised your running workouts and if those two things start to cross ways then cross training is no longer serving the purpose that you intended and therefore you need to readjust Your cross training because it's not doing what you want it to do to support and supplement your aerobic running work. So that is the overarching takeaway that I want you to walk away with. Cross training can be a great tool for those that are injury prone, for those that are trying to build their overall aerobic volume as a transitionary tool. It can be a great tool in coming back from injury or maybe maintaining fitness while injured, but running is still the primary focus and should stay that way. So keep that in mind as you put cross-training to work. Again, just to summarize, cross-training is low-intensity, low-impact aerobic work to support your running. Make sure if you're using it as a tool that you know exactly where it fits into your overall program and exactly how it supports your running work so that it all fits together in a way that builds towards your goals. So that's it. I will wrap it here, a pretty short and sweet episode on on cross-training. As a reminder, thank you again to my sponsor for the episode, Care Of. You can go to takecareof.com and use the code ROGUE50 for 50% off your first order. Otherwise, you can check us out at roguerunning.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Rogue Running. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.